0: Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. And let's welcome our online family, everybody, as well. Hey, online family, we're so glad you're here. And uh, wherever you're joining from, we want to connect with you. Blazechurch.org/connect. We'd love to meet you as well. I, I want to get started this morning with a question. And uh, before I ask the question, I want to give you this just little little piece of information. Uh, we're not going to say our answers out loud. We're not going to raise our hands to say this is where I am on this. I say all that because if you lie, you're only lying to you, everybody. So just just be honest. As you hear this question, it's really going to do you some good. Um, and it's, it's a little invasive, I understand, but let's let's go for it. So on a scale from one to five, how peaceful are you? The little awkward chuckles are from the people that are one or two right now. (laughs) You really want to know? Uh, One being, how dare you even use the word peace? My life is a Christmas chaotic mess right now. Uh, And five being, you know, my life's not all put together, uh, but I will say this. I've got peace. Um, I may not even understand why, but I have peace. See, I think all of us this morning, whether you're new to church or not, or you've been coming for a while, we are asking this question throughout our day? Do I have peace right now? Do I have peace in my life? And in fact, I want to make it a little more challenging. I wrote down eight areas of my life that maybe you can relate to as well. I want it to be as general as possible. So that way, if you're married or single or have kids or don't have kids, we can all answer these questions. So here's the eight areas of our lives, our finances, our relationships, the fun that we have. So maybe that's just like your free time, your career, your body, your mind, your purpose, which is like, I know what I'm doing with my life and our schedule. So now let's, let's get a little deeper. Let's ask the question, how peaceful are we, scale of one to five, if we were to look at all of these areas of our lives? If we were to look and say, you know what, in my finances, I really... If I'm honest, I feel like a two. I feel like I've got a lot of debt. There's not a lot of income, and I'm stressed out. I'm struggling. When it comes to my body, I wake up, and I hear so much cracking and clicking, and and it's hard to get out of bed, and I really don't have peace there. When it comes to my career, I, I like my job, but it's not where I want to stay. See, looking at these eight pieces, how peaceful are you? And maybe you're more graphically minded. That's how I am. So look at this picture. Here it is. Look at this. This was our life. If we had every piece and it kind of made up the whole, the pieces of our lives, But how peaceful are we there? Maybe you might say, well, I'm scoring like a one to two in some areas, but I'm a five in other areas. But how many would know that even if we had seven out of eight complete, that one piece can just throw off our whole life, can't it? It's like you can have all healthy relationships except that one cousin you hope's not a Christmas Eve dinner this week. It's just that, that one person that, man, when they enter the room, the peace just goes out the window. You can have peace in your purpose, but you really feel like you're not living it out yet. And I'll be honest, I don't think the hustle and bustle of the holidays tends to add more peace to our lives. Right, we kind of get out, and there's crazy people on the road, and there's crazy people in the store, and that's because you're on the road and you're in the store, everybody. Let's just be We're, we're all over the place. We're just trying to get that last-minute shopping in. See, the holidays don't tend to be a time where we say, ah, I have more peace now. But rather, maybe the chaos and stress is magnified. So I did what any normal adult will do when they have a question. I went to the greatest source we have today. I Googled it, everybody. (laughs) Come on, why not? In fact, it's so great with our kids. We're always reminding them before you ask Google, Alexa, or Siri, ask mom and dad, please. We will give you a good, honest answer. But I did what we would all do if we have a question. I just simply Googled, How do I get peace? It's an innocent question. In fact, it came right up because it's been Googled before. And here are some of the answers that I found reconnect with your needs, uh, embrace your creative side. Cultivate gratitude for what's happening and what's not happening. I think that's great. Like, let's be thankful for what I have, thankful for what I don't have, because maybe that's a good thing. And I love this one. I got to do this more. Visualize your happy place. Come on, what if when the kids are screaming and there's nothing but chaos, I just sit on the couch, close my eyes, and there I am in the gym, and there's no kids around, and it's awesome. Just visualize your happy place. So here's the problem, and none of those answers are inherently wrong. In fact, article after article had some really great practices for me to put into practice. But here's what I found as a theme to the question, how do I get peace? And I'll word it this way. You've got to piece together your peace. Did you catch that? Like, if you want peace, then what culture is saying, well, then you should do something about it. If you don't have peace in a relationship, thank God for the block button. Just unfollow the person. Just call it off. You take control of the situation. If you don't have peace in your job, leave your job. Get a new job. If you don't have peace in your body, change your body. If you don't have peace in your mind, you do something about it. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear all of that, what I have to do to get peace, I don't have peace about it. (laughs) In fact, it kind of creates a little more stress. Now I'm kind of stressed out. You're telling me I've got to take care of my, all of this, I got to piece together. And how many know when you start piecing your life together, if you created it, you have to now control it. And that's where fear creeps in. Because what if I can't control my body? I mean, that works if I live a healthy lifestyle, but I can live the healthiest lifestyle and still get a diagnosis I didn't expect. I could do everything I want to be faithful in my marriage, but if my spouse isn't being faithful, that's on me to control. So I guess I'll live in fear about maintaining all the pieces of my life from my career to my relationships. And suddenly it's on me to have peace. Well, that is a way that we might live our lives, but I'd like to offer you this morning another way. Would you say that with me? Say another way. way. There's another way to experience peace. And it's found in the Christmas story. In fact, it's found in the verse that we just heard read. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called, look at his names, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and would you say this last one with me? Prince of Peace. So, give you a little information about this verse, it was written and spoken by a man named Isaiah hundreds of years prior to the very first Christmas when Jesus came to this world. And Isaiah is saying, someday a child will be born, a son will be given, and here's one of his names, Prince of Peace. Now, when we talk about peace in our English language or Spanish or German, whatever your language is, we're going to have a subjective definition to peace. Here's what I mean by that. Peace for me might be different than peace for you. Peace for me during the week is I don't see nobody but my family and I sit on the couch every night. Peace for you might be I'm out every night at a party. You see how that's different? It's just this is what fuels me. This is what refreshes me. This is where I find Peace. So we need an equalizing definition this morning. So let's ask the question what peace was Isaiah talking about? Now, when Isaiah gave this, he spoke Hebrew, the language of the Jews. And when he said Prince of Peace, the word that he used was this Shalom. Yeah. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Come on, I'm sure you have. Maybe you're Jewish or have some family members that are Jewish or Maybe you've just heard that word used before. I want you to say it with me. Come on, everybody. Shalom. It's just peaceful to say. It's it's just a peaceful word. And here's what it means. What Isaiah meant when he said his name will be Prince of Shalom. The word literally means completeness, wholeness, peace a lacking nothing, peace. He says the one who is coming, his name will be Shalom. He's not just coming to fix a part of us, but rather he himself is the whole peace that we need. He is complete peace. He's not looking to say, well, I can work on your marriage, but buddy, I got no hope for your career. You got to fix that. I got nothing for your schedule. I don't know what to do with your time, but I could really help out in your body. No, he says, I am Shalom. I'm peace for the whole All of it. You know, when someone hundreds of years ago would use this term in this Jewish culture, if we could give it one word, it would simply mean this restore. Restore. See, God gave the Jewish people a whole bunch of great laws and commands on how they could best live their lives. And whenever they broke a law, broke a command, it needed shalom. Suddenly, the hole was broken. So here's an example, not one maybe we can relate to, but if your goat walks onto my property and falls in a hole that I was digging and the goat's leg is broken, I need to offer you shalom by giving you a goat. Just, you know, take this goat. I don't like it anyway. It's been eating my lawn. I'm trying to grow zoysia. Just just get it out of here. But I would restore what's broken with shalom. When there were two nations warring against each other, God would say, well, let's bring shalom, let's bring unity, let's restore what's broken. And so as we read this Christmas verse, we hear that his name is peace, his name is shalom. It is to restore what is broken in us. Now, again, let's go back to what we know from society's message around peace. If I want this restoration, if I want this peace, well, then naturally I have to do something to get it. I have to work hard at restoring my broken relationships, work hard at restoring my broken career, work hard at restoring my body. But what did we read in the first part of Isaiah's words? For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is, what's the word there? Given. Given. We already know what his name is. His name is Prince of Peace. His name is Shalom. And Isaiah says, this Shalom is not something you work for. It's not something you earn, but rather it is given. What do we do when something's given? We simply what? Receive. Hopefully this week at some point you will be given a gift uh, could you imagine if we played this trick on our kids' parents? They wake up Christmas morning and there's presents under the tree and they're screaming and they're running over to the presents. You say, hold up, hold up, chore chart. Let's see if you worked hard enough for this one. And we just start going down it and saying, you didn't do this. You didn't take that one away. You, you fought here. You, you had this moment. Okay, what did we do? We turned those gifts into a paycheck. Suddenly, it was something we had to earn and something we deserved rather than it being a gift. Scripture says that a son is given to us. This is talking about Jesus Christ, who hundreds of years come to this world. Maybe you've heard the word God in flesh, incarnate. There's a Christmas hymn that says, veiled in deity. Now we see him before us. Jesus came. That's why he's a child that was born and a son that was given. And look at what a man named Paul writes about him. For he himself is our shalom. He's our peace. Complete, whole, not lacking, abundant peace. And he's given which means you can't work for him. You don't deserve him. I can't earn the peace that he is, but rather I receive him. Now, we're smart Long Islanders. So at this point, we should be asking the question, what's the catch? Because right, at the end of every car commercial, some guy talks really fast about what's going to happen after 0% for 60 months. And that's what I want to know what happens. So, okay. Okay. Pastor Keith. So December 19th, I'm here. I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm going to receive Jesus today. I'm going to say, I can't fix my relationship with God. It's broken, but Jesus came. I receive him. But at some point it's going to end, right? I mean, I'm going to get out into the real world and friends are going to betray me and my job's going to lay me off. And my body's going to just break down. So is that when the peace ends? Like, What happens when life gets in the way of the Prince of Peace? Well, here's what happens. The Prince of Peace remains faithful. And we have a peace that goes beyond understanding. See, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've already overcome the world. He says, I'm with you always. It says in Romans 8 that neither life nor death, angels or demons, height or depth, nothing can separate us from the love of God. He's the peace that is with us. And Isaiah says in the next verse, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. That's right. I found in my life that when I piece together my own peace, every part of that peace comes with an expiration date. It runs out. And I'm always afraid and trying to control it and making sure that it's not going to run out. But Isaiah says of his peace, his shalom, his shalom, There's no end to it. See, I've been sharing with you different parts of your life that maybe you can easily scale from one to five and say, yep, there's brokenness there. There's no peace there. But I want to ask you this question now, because this is really why the son was given. If you were to scale your relationship between you and God, one to five, how peaceful are you? And if you've lived a religious lifestyle before, then maybe like me in that time when I was living because after all, what if I didn't say enough prayers? What if I didn't confess enough? What if I didn't do enough acts of charity? What if God really isn't pleased with me and it feels like work and it's a burden and I've got to work hard to make sure that God still loves me and we still have peace? That is not the good news of the gospel. That is not the Christmas message. When we read that a son has been given for us and his name is Prince of Peace, then we simply receive and we have peace with God. That is salvation and that is the hope, not just of Christmas, but the hope of our lives. Here's how Paul puts it. He says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, what Paul is saying here is when he says justified, that word means that when God looks at us, if we are justified, it's just as if we never sinned. He sees an adopted son and daughter of God. But oftentimes, if we follow Google's approach or a religious approach, we will believe that our justification doesn't come through faith, but rather it comes through works. I have to work really hard so that God will accept me, so that there'll be peace here. But scripture clearly says, no, it's just as if you never sinned when you believe through faith. And what do we have? Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And what's his name? The Prince of Peace. He is shalom. He is wholeness. He is completeness. And I'm telling you, he's for you today. I wanna end it this way. If I were to summarize, I believe that there's two ways that you and I and that any person might live our lives when it comes to peace. See, you can piece together your peace on your own or you can receive complete peace from the Prince of Peace. You and I can continue to go through life working really, really hard to make sure we've pieced together peace in every part of our lives and that will only lead to control and fear where we can simply rest in the peace that is Jesus Christ and receive him and know you are whole, you are complete, you are breathing peace into every part of my life, and nothing can stop the peace with God that I have through Jesus Christ. So how are you living? How's your peace? Because Paul One more time, let me tell you what he says. I think Paul just understood the peace of God so well. He writes so much about it. If we would receive shalom today, if we would say, Jesus, I recognize that my relationship with God is broken and that you came to this world to restore it, to bring shalom between me and God, what's going to happen? Paul says then in Philippians, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. There is a peace that is for you today that literally puts a guard up over your mind. I need that peace. I need it. Puts a guard over my heart. I need that peace. And it's been given. And so in just a moment, I want to provide an opportunity for you to simply say, Jesus, I need your peace and I receive your peace today. That is the gift of Christmas. In a few moments, our welcome team is going to come around, and they're going to hand out two things. One, they're going to give everybody a candle in this space, and uh, we went super safe this year. Nobody gets burned. No smoke detectors go off, so i you. Yeah, candle lit. Awesome. Don't have to blow it out or anything. So we're going to give you a candle in just a few moments, and And honestly, I love this Christmas tradition that we've started here at Blaze because it's a moment, and especially today, if I can, this is a visual. As you hold this candle, I want you to think, should I receive shalom today? Should I confess my need for Jesus? Then the light of the world, who is the Prince of Peace, now shines in the darkness of my chaos. Man, I'm thankful for that truth. And so we're going to hand these out. And then the second thing that you're going to get is this. It's an invitation and this is a sealed envelope and I want you to open it. And there's a gift inside for you. Don't just leave it around It's a hundred dollar bill for every single person. You get a hundred, you get a, no, it's not a hundred dollars, but how awesome would that be? Uh, but open it up and, but you'll see in here, there's a little something for you, but really there's a, there's an invitation for you. There's an invitation for you, not just to experience the peace of God today, but I want to ask you this question. What if you made a decision to say, I don't want to just experience God's peace on December 19th or just around the holidays, but I want to walk in the peace of God that guards every step every day of my life. And so I want to invite you to come back here to this building, January 2nd, and we're going to talk about what it means to go all in with Jesus. And you're going to discover Oh, so that's the peace that I receive when I go all in. That's what changes in my life. And I'll say this to you. Be a little forward. What have you got to lose? Really? If you're living your life right now in a way where you're piecing together your peace and you're watching chaos crack in and break apart and dysfunction, what have you got to lose to say, you know what? I'll go all in with Jesus for a year. 2022, I'm going to start off the year going all in with Jesus. I want to know who this Prince of Peace is and not see if your life changes. What have you got to lose? He was given to you. We receive him and we walk in his peace. And so I want to encourage you and really urge you to make a decision to say, when January rolls around, January 2nd, the first Sunday of the new year, I'm coming back and I want to discover more about this God, this Prince of Peace. And so that'll be there for you. Well, what do we do with today? Well, right now, I want to lead you in a prayer. I want this to be a moment where maybe you're you're hearing me talk, and there's something in you that's saying, I want that peace. I have chaos. I have unrest. And you know you're coming up to a holiday, and for so many of us, this holiday, it's it's going to be hard. Maybe it's the first holiday where a family member's not there. They passed away this Maybe it's a Another holiday where that family member's not there because of dysfunction and breakdown in relationship. Maybe it's another reminder of your finances that are just, they're so out of whack. It's another reminder of the pain in your body, of the the anxious thoughts that plague you every day. It's a reminder of how your schedule feels so out of control and there's no margin or peace. Then why not today say, Prince of Peace, I need you, because scripture says that all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved, that he is a faithful God, that the people in this space who have made that decision and said, Jesus, I am broken. My relationship with God is broken, but I confess my need for you. They are experiencing the wholeness and the completeness that comes with knowing Shalom, the Prince of Peace. And so right now, I want to invite you to say a prayer. And that December 19th would be a day where you received the gift that was given. His name is Prince of Peace. And so maybe you're not used to praying. And so I'm gonna ask you to just bow your head in this moment. It's just really a sign of honor to our God. And it also just kind of clears the room for a moment. Maybe you'd like to close your eyes and not focus on the people around you, but just listen to the words that I'm gonna share. Our worship team is gonna come up stage and they're gonna lead us in a song in just a moment but as I said, what have you got to lose? Today is a day of salvation for you. Today is a day where you might say, Prince of Peace, you were given for me, and today I receive you. I confess that I need you, and I want to experience your peace and your love. And so I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and as a church, we're going to pray and We do this because maybe you've never prayed before, and so you don't have words or don't feel comfortable of what to say to God. And so we're going to pray as a church, and I'm going to invite and encourage you that if you want to know peace today, if you want to say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, forgive me of my sin, and thank you for coming to this world for me, then join us as we pray there is peace that God has sent to this world and his name is Jesus. And this season we remember he's come. And so would you pray this out with me? Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus came to this world for me. His name is Prince of Peace. And I need him. Jesus, I surrender to you every part of my life I receive salvation today thank you for coming you are my peace you are shalom you are completeness and I am made complete in you in Jesus name amen you know scripture says that when just one person calls on God's name as we just did All of heaven starts rejoicing. They throw a party up there that someone has said, I need Jesus and they are saved. And so Blaze Church, can we celebrate with heaven right now and people who are saying, I want Jesus, I need Jesus, and I am saved today. My life will never be the same. Here's your next step. You receive this card, come back on January 2nd. Begin a journey of knowing the God who has called you